0: Hey, everyone. In this episode, we're going to be answering some listener questions. If you have any more questions for us, please feel free to hit us up on Twitter. We're super responsive on Twitter. And then uh, don't be afraid to follow us on Instagram and Facebook as well. But uh, Twitter is where we probably do most of the interaction with folks. So if you have questions you'd like to hear us talking about on the show, then uh, go hit us up on Twitter, Parkerx_Podcast. underscore podcast. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to Parker X, everyone. Uh, today we're going to be answering the, uh, listener questions. So uh, we get a lot of questions that come in on the show, which I um, really appreciate everyone listening and sending in their questions. But today we're going to try to get a couple of those answered. Uh, so I'll kick it off with the first one. So Bob Simmons from Ohio asks, My parks vendor has told me that I need to upgrade my park system because Windows is no longer supporting Windows 7. What should I do? So, this is a great question. Um, I think pretty much every park system that's out there on the planet is in need of fo- for some form of upgrade, whether it's um, related to P2PE or it's related to Windows 7. <clears throat> so, step one, when you're thinking about doing this, and it should be for everything you're looking at upgrade related, take a look at your maintenance agreement. If you have a service agreement or maintenance agreement or some sort of software as a service agreement, whatever that is, um, take a look at it, make sure these things aren't already included. Chances are some aspect of what they're telling you you need to do might be included. So I would just take a really good, really good hard look at that before, um, before I got into the rest of it. Um, step two, If you've gotten around the point that, okay, I need to do this upgrade. You need to really look at everything. You want to make sure that all your hardware on site is going to have a five year life post this upgrade. <clears throat> Your PCs and servers—they might not be capable of accepting the new grade, the new upgrade. So you may have to add memory, hard drive space, or do a replacement on them. So just make sure that all of that stuff is is ready to go. And not just the IT side of it. Um, almost every manufacturer out there has some sort of end of life schedule for their hardware, whether that's their gates, whether that's their entrance terminal, exit terminal, whether it's a pay on foot machine, whatever it is they're going to know when that product is no longer going to be supported. And if you're going to do an update or an upgrade like this, um, it's worth knowing, you know, that maybe your barrier won't be supported in the next 12 months or some component somewhere that you own won't be, won't be supported over the next 12, 18, 24 months. Cause you really do, you know, especially if you're going back to a property management company and you're the parking operator and you're trying to get them to spend this money. I mean, you don't want to be coming back to them in one, two years going, oh, God, it's upgrade time again. Uh, You really want to make sure that you're making an investment that's going to be good for a five-year period. So when you're doing that, you're probably going to be wanting to look at P2PE as well. If you're going to spend the money, you're going to take the time, then you really need to look at P2PE as well. That's going to reduce your ongoing costs, um, and it's really it's pretty much required at this point. So don't forget to add the p 2 pe onto this, especially if they're not offering it already. When you do p 2 pe do not let, do not value engineer out the contactless antenna. That's usually one of the first thing that happens primarily because in the U S everyone was thinking about contactless antennas from a Apple pay, Google wallet, which frankly doesn't work amazing in a parking environment. Um, but now almost every credit card manufacturer is starting to release their credit cards or credit card supplier. is starting to release their credit cards with contactless built into it. In fact, <clears throat> Chase has resolved that by the end of 2019, their entire Visa platform, every single card in the field will be contactless. Um, almost every terminal that you see in the grocery store, or gas station, they're already set up for contactless. I'm sure you've tried using your Apple or Google wallet or whatever it is on them and found that it worked pretty well for the most part. Long-term places like Europe, um, a lot of other countries that have like a 90, 100% penetration of contactless cards. You're seeing where they're not actually supplying the, the insert reader at all. It's just the contactless antenna. That's going to reduce your cost long-term. That's going to enhance the customer experience. The, uh, the contactless or the tap card, payment is a it's a much much smoother much easier transaction than doing the insert insert you have to insert the chip in you have to leave it in until the transaction's done tap it's just a tap and go you're done um next thing you need to do is make sure you look at all of your third party or ancillary products this is not just an upgrade to your windows software it's not upgrade for p2p e Uh, You need to pull in the entire picture here. So that means your intercom system. That means your LPR cameras, basically all the other things that might've been added to your system to create your solution for your site. You need to take a good look at all of those things together. And again, if I'm going to update, I'm going to upgrade. I'm going to make this investment. I want to, I want to, I want to go five years without having to make another significant investment on site. Um, Speaking of LPR, if you're gonna do an upgrade to your site for this, it's the perfect time to go ahead and get pricing on adding on some sort of nice add-on feature like parking guidance or LPR. So don't, uh, it's a good time to get the pricing on. It may not be in your budget, you may not be ready to do it, but if you're already gonna be spending this other money and doing these other things, then potentially uh, it's a great time to look at doing a nice add-on that'll again, now uh, reduce friction, enhance the customer experience, and this means that you're actually trying to bring more to the table when you're talking about your upgrade versus just going, hey, it's time to update Windows, and you will get no value from doing that other than you'll just have like a insurance policy against Windows updates later. I mean, you have to do it, but um, you're not really doing anything to help the end user experience. And if you add on some of these other things, you have the possibility of doing that, and obviously it's a better time to negotiate that sort of thing. If you don't have a maintenance agreement or a service agreement or software as a service agreement, whatever it is you're dealing with on site, um, or even if you do have one, then this is hands down the perfect time to try to do some sort of renegotiation of that or just negotiate one in general. When you pull all this together, the stuff that you have to do, the stuff that you want to do, like the P2P upgrade, and the stuff that can really enhance things on site and take care of the hardware this is really a good time to do it all at once. Uh, I know that's more money than a lot of people were planning on spending, but if you're going to spend the money and you might as well pull the whole thing together, that way uh, you can get the best price on all of this stuff as one large package. Any of this stuff negotiated individually is not going to be the best price. It also moves you into, you know, the windows updates and things. You may be working directly with a service department, which typically services higher margin. If you want to, you know, start doing the other things as well and negotiating it. That makes it where you're actually working with more of the sales teams, which chances are has more flexibility on what the margin ends up being. So I would um, I would take advantage of all of this stuff at once. If you're going to spend money, you might as well get the best deal you can. Hope that answers your question, Bob. That's a good one. All right. So our second question comes from Albert Ramirez from Orange County. He asks. Everyone is talking about cloud versus on-prem or on-prem solutions um, when it comes to your park system or whether it's your on-street system or whatever it is. Uh, What are your thoughts on this and what direction should I go? So for me, this is a really, really easy question, and it really comes down to one very basic tenant for me. Um, I have no desire to be responsible for my own database Um, I want that in a nice, safe environment, hosted somewhere in Amazon or or Microsoft or Google or whoever happens to be hosting it. And two, I I don't want to own a server. I don't want to own Windows licenses. I don't want to own SQL licenses. I don't want to have the responsibility for that. I'd much rather rent that. I'd much rather have somebody responsible for it that I don't have to think about. Like I don't want to worry about whether or not a new security patch came out from Windows and whether I need to call in and have somebody come out and do that. I don't want to worry about windows. We just talked about windows seven and all the things that you're, you know, having to do on site. I don't want to worry about those things. It's a lot cheaper for me just to pay a service, to have all that stuff handled. um, And just, and it's, it's just sorted out. I'll ask you a question. So Albert, have you been to Best Buy recently? When was the lot? And, and if you remember, you know, seven, eight years ago, going to Best Buy. And you went there. It was like a third of the store was like aisles and aisles and aisles of software, music, movies. Go to try to find that stuff today. Like it used to be. I think movies are probably the last thing that's kind of living there. But the software aisle is about 10 feet long now. And I, trust me, you're not beating, you're not buying discs. Um, to go download this stuff, you're buying a box with a license code in it or something. Somebody still decided to have some sort of a box there for whatever reason. I mean, I'm looking at my laptop. I can't tell you the last time my laptop had a CD-ROM drive. I think we've got one somewhere. If I look around, I can probably find like a USB one. But people don't buy software anymore. They just don't. And people don't buy servers if they can avoid it. No one wants that responsibility. Um, So again, for me, it's, it's easy decision. Now, granted, not everyone that you want to work with has that option. So I'd say first things first, just find out what everyone actually has to offer, find out what they're actually capable of delivering. And then, you know, try to peel back the marketing and the salesmanship on the whole thing, and then try to understand what what their definition of cloud versus web based versus hosted. There's a million keywords and things that we actually, you know, use to describe our solutions. But at the end of the day, you need to find out where your database is going to live. And you need to find out if you're buying a server and if you own, if you have the responsibility of maintaining that server afterwards. Um, Cause those are the things you just don't want to do, but, I mean, if you have to, you have to. There's some amazing Parks products out there that um, aren't able to actually meet all those requirements yet. And uh, sometimes you'll take all that on just so you can do it. But at the end of the day, uh, to use another example, I don't own the database for my online banking. If um, I don't have any software in order to do that. And I don't have any more concern about Whether or not, um, you know, my bank is actually going to maintain my database properly or not. I mean, it's just not an option, right? Now, they may actually, they they probably don't put their things up in the cloud, but they're banks, so that's probably, (laughs) probably not got there yet. They usually lag behind on things. But at the end of the day, I don't have to worry about it. I didn't have to buy that software, and that's it. I don't want to own servers. Who in the world would ever actually want to own a server. And if someone tries to convince you, like really tries to convince you that the safest place for your server is the electrical closet on P3 or uh, under the parking manager's desk or in the coat closet in the parking office, then it's probably because they don't have any other option. It's no one would own a server or a database if if they could avoid it. Now, you're going to hear a lot of argument about, well, what if the internet goes down? Well, that's a great question. What if the internet goes down? You need to understand what that means for whatever solution you're looking at. Uh, You don't want to deal with operational impact because the internet failed. So that means you need offline credit card capability. You need to be able to process rates. like All that stuff needs to carry on at least in some sort of a degraded mode so that the Parker that comes and goes doesn't have any impact from it you can always add things like cell cards and that sort of thing. And I actually believe, um, in the Los Angeles area, uh, you're in orange County, but you know, it'll be coming to you really quick. I think we're going to start buying five G service for our, our, for our spaces and, and then getting wired as a backup. Five G changes a lot. Five G makes, you know, a lot of things work really well that may not work as well online today. So, I'd say, um, you know, I wouldn't worry about the internet piece to it. As long as you can have some good flexibility, good functionality offline. And, um, if not adding a cell card as a backup, just to keep things going, I think you kind of solve everything at that point. So I wouldn't, uh, I don't know. I don't want to own a server who would, (laughs) it's going to keep coming back to that for me every single time. I don't want to own a server. And I don't want to be responsible for my database. I don't want to be responsible for Windows updates. I don't want to be responsible for security patches. Um, And I don't want to be hit up for money every few years that I have to update my software. I'll gladly pay uh, software as a service and everything's just fine. The same thing I do with almost everything I own um, from a system perspective, whether it's the Adobe Creative Cloud or whatever it is I'm using. So that's uh that's my answer. If you guys disagree, if people don't if you don't agree with this, hit me up on Twitter. I'm super responsive on Twitter. ParkerX Podcast on Twitter. Uh let me know your thoughts. Thanks everyone. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the podcast. Having a great time doing this. If uh if you're enjoying it, if you're getting value from it, please leave some feedback. Please subscribe. There's a lot of people listening, not as many subscribers. So if uh, you could subscribe, comment, and share it. Please share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell everyone. Thanks.